This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you are an athlete or just an everyday person that's, I guess, getting older, just like in my case, and you have a little crickets here in your joints and a little aches and pains that are, I guess, called chronic nowadays, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25 to get 25% off. They have everything from roll-ons to creams to gels to tonics. Hey, even today myself, I had to take, I put on the roll-on on my lower back, on my shoulders, and I also used their tonic. Shout out to them for sending me that care package again. But it works. This shit works. There was like 30 centimeters of snow in the city of Toronto today, most likely in North America, not only in Toronto, but there was a huge storm that came by the the East Coast here. And um, we got tons of snow. So I was out there 5 o'clock in the morning. By the time I came in, I felt like I was 80 years old. Popped a few drops of the tonic, rolled on some of the roll-on, boom. Next thing you know, I feel like I didn't even shovel. And I'm here podcasting now, or else I probably wouldn't be able to. So it works, coming from the horse's mouth. And if you're a woman and you listen to the show, go to poppyapparel.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off your next shipment. They have everything from women's clothing to apparel to accessories. Whatever you want, they have their women, so go check that out. And also, big announcement. Well, not big announcement. I guess it's a sad announcement. Wehavemerch.com is shutting down shop, so you will no longer be able to get the podcast mugs, women's tees, or men's tees. But you have until February 28th, if you do want to support the podcast quickly, until I find another, I guess, third-party vendor or whatnot to ship out t-shirts for me, go to wehavemerch.com until February 28th, buy something good there, buy two or three of them. Hey, you never know, it might be a collector's item, so you might want to keep those. And listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and go to podbros.com. I'm a part of their network. Listen to the show there, listen to a bunch of other shows. And if you shop at Amazon, click on their Amazon banner. Takes you two seconds, free of charge, helps them out, helps me out. And I have one more announcement. But before I announce this, I would like to bring on my guest this week. Well, not this week. It's a bonus episode because Royal Rumble just passed. So obviously I have the guys from Gato 5, Max and Jesse. 
<laughs> dun, dun, dun. That was a bit of a depressing way to start the show. I'm sorry to hear about your merch, mate. Yeah, well, it's not my fault. It's it's them. The, I just got an email saying, you know what, it's nothing to do with any of the people on here. We just decided to close shop and we're going on to other ventures. So I don't know what's going on with them. So it's what, what can you do, right? It's, it's not my yeah, fault. So that's why I don't feel too bad. Fair enough. That's fair. And also, um, you know, you could announce us as two-time DP award-winning guests. But I knew you, know? you, you guys... We're going to do that yourself. So what's the point of beating a dead horse? <laughs> he knows us well. This is true, yeah. He knows if there's one thing we're good at, it's getting ourselves over. Yes, yep. congratulations, guys. Two time, two time. Two time. Have you got any other two times? Did anyone else retain from last year? No. You're yeah, the, that makes me feel good. You're the official only two time. But who knows? If you guys don't win next year, then someone else wins next year. They could be two time. So you, you got to keep it up. Yeah, don't be ridiculous, obviously. We're gonna retain again. Yeah, not, like not this show alone is gonna be gonna sway people's votes to make us three times. So I'm not, I'm not even worried, Steve. Perfect. Well, like I said, I have a big announcement, but I've had this in my back pocket now for almost two weeks, and I was so dying to tell it on social media and let everyone know. But I know you guys were gonna be on, and who better to rub in the faces but the guys from Gotcho Five? The podcast is officially on Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyone in oh man yeah that standards have dropped man. <laughs> oh man you don't know how hard I was dying with this information like I, like I said I wanted to just blurt it out to everybody but I'm like nope I need to rub it in these guys faces because that's all they really have over me they have a great podcast sure is it as great as the podcast eh, maybe some days but not on a constant level like the podcast so you had Spotify on me now I don't know man it's, it's, it's a pretty even race now now we got to find someone else to beat you with. Okay, but congratulations, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, and, okay, uh, let's get our let's get our podcast pressed on vinyl or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you don't really want to go backwards, my friend. Like, who who listens to vinyl anymore? Oh, vinyl's like the, the jam now. It's coming back. It's strong. It's, trend, it's trendy over here. I don't know about over there. <sighs> you damn Brits and your trendinesses. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, podcast on vinyl. That's maybe something we can make work. I, th- I think we can, yeah. We just need to press every fortnight and get it to all the thousands of houses that listen to us. There you go. Yeah, maybe maybe not worth the effort. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome, Steve. And um, it's great for Android users because it's always a nightmare when you can just... iTunes is great and all, but right. if you don't have an iPhone, it's pointless. Yeah, no kidding, right? Exactly. Unless you're on your laptop or something. But then again, who, who carries around your laptop and wants to listen to that when they're, I guess, traveling or working, right? Well, there's people out there apparently listen to podcasts on YouTube, so I don't know what's going on with the world. Yeah, I don't get that shit. Because I actually, my my wife asked someone uh, the other day how they listen to the show, and they're like, oh, we listen to it on Stitcher because of the whole Android thing. So luckily, Stitcher is also available on Android. But they're like, what what if he was on YouTube? And he's like, yeah, but he does want to do video. So what? I'll I'll listen to it off of YouTube. And she's like, what? Why? And he's like, I I don't know. I'm I'm just always on YouTube. I was like, okay, whatever. You know what, though? It's 2019, in case you didn't know. And um, on the YouTube app on your phone, like, not podcasts, but sometimes there's something I want to listen to on YouTube, like a song or something. Sure. You cannot lock your phone and continue to listen to YouTube. What the Correct. fuck is up with that? Yeah, I know. I noticed that, too. I don't like that feature either. That's why I don't really, uh, I'm on YouTube all that much. Yeah, lame. It's such an easy, everyone else could do it. Why can't you, YouTube, you pricks? I know, right? I don't understand that because they still Sorry, get the hit regardless. Yeah, it's okay. Fire away, fire away. All right, well, while we're all here, 
We were talking about the Royal Rumble weekend, NXT TakeOver Royal Rumble. Hey. Yes, we're always here for the Big Four, and this is my by far my favorite of the Big Four. Yeah, mine as it's well. It's not only my favorite of the Big Four, I think it's my favorite, um, it's my favorite show that we've sort of recapped with you, Steve, since we started doing this with you. All right, there you go. So it all ties together. And plus, this is the few shows that I watch actual live. So I sat through this. The whole t- except, mind you, the Men's Royal Rumble, because I was on last, and I was like, fuck this shit, this is still going to go over an hour, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it on repeat tomorrow. Yeah, it was long, know. wasn't it? It was too Five long. It was way too long. But then again, what can you do? It was the Royal Rumble, and if anything got trimmed, like, people are always going to complain about something. Oh, it's too short, oh, it's too long. Do people complain how long New Japan shows are? Not really. No, it's no. very true. It's because, it's because New Japan still sort of trendy and cool isn't it exactly it, it's it's well it's cool to to dump on wwe so that's why so many people do it right yeah totally that's why yeah. we do yeah well yeah, exactly well, when it's well like deserved five, <laughs> yeah five hours is just a struggle especially like i stayed up and watched it and to stay up and watch it in the uk oh shit it was 5 a.m by the time it finished and i was just I that's was, nuts like out of it I watched it the following. I watched it last night, so Monday evening for us. So I had to right. live like a Victorian weirdo away from the internet all day. Which <laughs> never a fun experience. You can't go anywhere after a show. Like Instagram, Twitter, just no. all social media is out of the window. Yeah, so true. You can't go anywhere. There's either a post about something. Even people you don't follow are posting about it. Yeah, and it'll be on like random news websites and yes. stuff. Like, why would you be covering this now? It just doesn't make sense to me. But uh, yeah, you have to go. Uh, you have to stay up until five a.m. Or you uh, become a Victorian gent, as Jesse says. <laughs> All right, let's do top five moments then. You guys want to do number five? Start the show off. Yeah, why not? Do you want me to go with it, Jesse? I think you better, seeing as you're the one that's come up with the top five. <laughs> so I'm just along for the ride. Mm, that's cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, so number five, a cool moment that I found was uh, during the Men's Royal Rumble was uh, Nia Jax getting the shit kicked out of her. There you go. That's it was a good. good. Bit of fun. And it felt like they were sort of dipping their toe in the water for intergender wrestling, right? To see what the reaction was. And I think, and I hope, based on the reaction of that, um, they're going to do more of it because uh, the crowd ate it up, man. They absolutely loved it. Yeah, and even, um, I, I don't think you've seen Raw yet, Jesse, but uh, on Raw, Dean Ambrose came out and he was doing some kind of promo and Nia came out and hit him in the back. Yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah, so I think they are planning on something for Nia versus a guy at, at Mania. For sure. And it would be awesome to, to kind of see that. But it's just when kind of Nia came out, I think everyone had the exact same reaction of, oh, what's this shit? This isn't yeah. good. Because we've been there before with like Beth Phoenix and Karma, when nothing really happens. Right. And they just kind of get thrown out really quickly. But for her to eliminate, first of all, Mustafa Ali, who'd been in there for ages and had such a great showing right. for his first ever Rumble. Well, he, le- he eliminated uh, Joe, right? Yeah, exactly. He took Joe out. That was awesome. What did you think of Nia Jax, Steve? I liked it because, again, it's hinting to the intergender, and I'm so pro-intergender. It does not bother me whatsoever because I know, again, it's all scripted, just like in movies. I've always brought up yeah. this point. When you watch a Marvel movie, you never bat an eye when Black Widow is going after a uh, a guy and a guy's beating the shit out of her, right? Not really. Yeah, Because totally. you know it's fake. Watching Trinity kick ass in Matrix is rad. See, exactly. There's another perfect example. So why not? Yeah. Why not have it in wrestling? It worked before. Mind you, the women weren't as good, except for maybe China or, and even Beth Phoenix. She could hold her own too. But other than that, you know what I mean? Who who, who has there been? 
Yeah, yeah, it's always with kind of the uh, the big girls and stuff. And I know everyone always says about how um, women's wrestling can't necessarily work, but I always point people to if you watch Lucha Underground Love and it. how they integrate those two so well. Yeah. Uh, same for any independent show you watch; it'll be a much smaller girl. That's uh, true. There was a championship match between Eva Lise and Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes is massive, Not and Eva Lise is tiny, but yep. they made it believable as a match. Exactly. Exactly, see? So it, it can work. So why not? Yeah, so storytelling. That's the way I like. And obviously, I, didn't, I, I was very curious to see what was going to happen. I thought it was going to be one of like a phantom punch or someone pulled a rope down and she floats over, but I did not expect a man to touch a woman, and that was fantastic. Not to sound chauvinistic, but you, you guys know what I mean. <laughs> Randy, Orton, Randy Orton's little um, naughty face after he RKO'd her was brilliant as well. He looked like he was having a good time. Exactly. He's like, ah, the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good number five. Okay, we'll start off with my number five here. It's an actual match. I went with a match on the Royal Rumble, and it was for the Raw Women's Championship match, Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah, yeah you liked that, did you? I remember, um, I was thinking, but I just watched the WE24 on um, the last Mania, and it was making me think of when we were chatting after Mania, which was obviously Ronda's debut. Right. And I remember, because you're obviously such a big MMA fan, Steve, you um, weren't... Really, you weren't that taken with Ronda um, back then. Now I am. Maybe because Sasha's a good dance partner, but she, I like, she's leaps and bounds from the last pay per view she's even been on. Because I guess raw matches really don't count. Because I don't really, again, well, mind you, I do fast forward through the matches nowadays. But even if I do watch it, I don't find a raw match as entertaining as a pay per view match anymore. I, I guess it's yeah. done by design now, but. I don't know. Ronda Rousey just so ahead of, I guess, what where she should be, and to me, that's just fantastic. And Sasha Banks held her own, and there was points, even though everyone knew she wasn't going to lose. You're still like, oh, Sasha could hold her own. And you know what I like too? It's cutting down the whole awe of Ronda Rousey, where it looks like she looks beatable now, and someone could beat her any given day and night, and she's not just going to go undefeated and for until she retires. Yeah, totally. Um, I think, in general, the Royal Rumble, and WWE haven't been very good at this recently, but um, for this show, I think they did a tremendous job with loads of different people that we'll get into of developing their characters and make and sort of, um, like, like you say, making yes. people look beatable, but not necessarily weakening them e- either. Do you know what I mean? Oh, exactly. I have here, even in my notes, as I go scroll through them right now, like I have it everywhere. This goes back to the old Royal Rumbles where they're setting up storylines or they're teasing towards something. Like the Rumble actually meant something this time around. It wasn't just something put together to see all these old wrestlers come back. Yeah, yeah, it was wicked. Yeah, completely. And um, I also liked, you kind of got that aggressive NXT ratchet Sasha back. Yes. And I need that. I need old Sasha back. And um, at the end when they were just teasing that kind of turn of Sasha, where she threw up the four horsewomen sign and she kept stopping going up the ramp. I was like, just do it. Just take the bitch out. Just do it. And I just, I, I love that they're obviously building to that four horsewomen, four horsewomen. Right. And I just can't wait for it to kind of kick off. I can, because we'll touch on this after too, but the other two horsewomen, Baszler's amazing, but uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke, they could eat a pile of shit because they suck. And they shouldn't be <laughs> anywhere close to the ring yet. Like, I, I have here in my notes. Yeah. They, Steve's on the fence about this one. <laughs> they would be great enforcers and great in like outside ring presence. I don't want to see them on the apron ever again. I'm done. Like, I don't see... Like, they don't have that that 
I guess that thing that Sheena and uh, Ronda have. Like, do you guys know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Well, Sheena's been Sheena's been doing it for what, like a few years now. Five, she's been on the indies for absolutely years. Right. Ronda is a natural athlete who can just pick it up no matter what. Mm-hmm. You're right. Those two is just getting a paycheck for them, really, isn't it? They're just not advancing the same way that the the other two are. No, exactly. So I'm I'm not really I'm looking forward to it because of the whole spectacle of it, obviously. But I know those two are going to get barely any ring time, or they're probably going to take them out early or something, and and that's about it. So. But I don't know. We'll see when it happens because obviously it's not going to happen at Mania. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I imagine that would be a good SummerSlam kind of marquee match. That wouldn't be bad because SummerSlam's in Toronto this year. So there you go. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk to you about that, Steve. Uh, we, we might need a place to crash. Hey, I have a basement. Always willing and able to uh, to attend to friends of mine. Uh, I'm not saying that you'll get out alive, <laughs> but you'll it, you'll be able to get in at least. Yeah, okay. It's a one-way basement. That's it. It's the highway to hell. (laughs) But yeah, I I thought um, Ronda was great and that kind of cemented what Sasha had been saying, where it's like you're kind of a, you're still a bit green. But I like that about Ronda with that kind of, it's a fighting style of wrestling. It's not perfect and crisp. Exactly. I don't know, I just really like it. Yeah, it's not too bad. I didn't mind it. So you guys, number four. Uh, we went for, and this was one of Jesse Shudd's, uh, Finn's fight back against the Beast. Oh. Or just, just the match in general, really. Like, okay, just, okay. Because Finn Balor, as I may have mentioned before, is my favourite current wrestler. He's a localist boy. He was certainly on the British scene for a long time, so I've got a big affection for him. Right. Um, and I, I just think you could tell from the, the first like 10 seconds of that match, it was like, oh, okay, Brock really likes Finn. You could just tell. Like, right. He was immediately selling for him, and um, he, he made Finn look amazing. Finn made himself look amazing. I just think, as far as like Brock Lesnar matches go, this is one of the best ones he's had for a while. Um, just made Finn look absolutely incredible. Um, the pace of it was brilliant, and I loved that sort of Brock had to sort of get that almost desperation Kimura lock in to nice. finish the match and the beatdown post bell as well I've seen a few different opinions about this and a lot of people hated it oh fuck it that buried Finn <laughs> I, think it did the, I, did the, I think it did the exact opposite I exactly think it, um, it made Brock Brock looked um, so angry at himself that Finn had nearly outclassed him that's, right. what, that's what the story looked like to me and I thought that was awesome and even though Finn got absolutely destroyed at the end, it made him look like a million bucks. No, it did. I enjoyed this match. This was going to be my number six. So if uh, honorable mention would be this match for sure. I enjoyed And plus, exactly like you said, the pace where they inserted it, where it was already a long night and it was a quick match. Because you're like, oh my God, yeah. Because I was like, oh, I forgot about this match. And then it's still the Men's Royal Rumble after this. So it was good. That was a quick match. And yeah, yeah. It, a solid match made you think that Balor at some point had a chance because he was wearing the white boots or like, oh, maybe, you know, like the the uh, baby face. What is it? The What does Jim Ross always call them? The white meat baby faces or whatever he oh, fucking yeah, calls yeah, them. Yeah, white meat baby. Exactly. So you're like, oh, maybe he might win. And then you see the match and you're like, oh, that's right. Now they're going into the, the what oh, I can't even say that word, diverticulitis. Is that it? Diverticulitis. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so they even delve into that, and I was like, oh, man, will he actually lose? And that's the way Brock gets out of it while not looking weak as well, because obviously if Baylor was to, Baylor, while Balor was to pin him, that's it. Like, people are going to be like, oh, you couldn't just pin him straight. And again, you see, there's always people on two sides of the fence. 
people saying it's fantastic, people saying it's not. It was a great match. It was what it was, and I found it awesome. Yeah, and as you say, it was genius using the stomach issue. Yes, because his finisher is the coup de gras. Thank you. Exactly where he can hit it. It's you know, it's that kind of thinking and planning ahead that that makes it work. And after you explaining it like that, Jesse, because I was kind of one of the people who was like, oh, what was the point of the post match beatdown? Really? Right. But you're right. The 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 way it kind of makes him look. Is yeah, Brock, Brock was angry himself. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy Finn is kind of back in the picture. Hopefully. That is kind of what's going to come throughout the year because he definitely deserves it. No, he sure does. He's, he's holding up his own and it looks like they are giving him that little push now and hopefully we'll see what happens, yeah. Definitely. But you know what? What, what about this? I see him better fitted on SmackDown at, the, at, at this time. Me too. Right? I always agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he gets a little bit lost on Raw. Yeah, so hopefully he gets switched over to that and that's where he gets to shine after and then come back on Raw and show everyone again. Yeah, 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 that'd be great. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him tear it up with AJ Styles, um, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, there's just Shinsuke. You got Shinsuke. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. There's, there's some great people on Raw. Mysterio. He'd be reunited with um, the club, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and Andrade. I reckon they'd have a storm in a match. Yeah, that'd be good. And it's weird because, like, with Finn, you saw him at the NXT UK when he came back, That's and it right. was like. I don't know. I always struggle watching Finn wrestle on Raw. He seems so muted compared to what he can normally do. Like, Finn normally, especially when I saw him at NXT UK, when he used to be NXT, was just so exciting. But on Raw, I just find him really dull for some reason. It's, yeah, mm. he's sort of he's sort of told to. I mean, you can tell they've dropped. You're there and smile. Bit, yeah, exactly. You can tell that someone said to him, "Smile all the time, just you know, <laughs> good-looking, smiling guy." So don't Show him your smiling. dick and smile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and pop that collar. My face and smile while you're doing it. And um, <laughs> oh. and he's taken that to heart and to his dick. And um, he, but I think recently they've got away from that, and that's good. Just let him. That you signed him for a reason, right? Thank like you, Regal or whoever scouted him. You signed him because you saw him on the Indies and you thought he was great. So just let him do that. Are you guys upset you didn't see the demon? has to win i'm glad it wasn't the demon because i think the makes demon sense right should remain undefeated for a long time in my opinion yeah i think so too should have one of those like undertaker type streaks yeah exactly yeah protect the demon at all costs and that yeah i think and that was kind cool of a, see a mania if we do yes exactly yeah i'm I sure we will. it's weird at the moment like looking ahead because obviously we're on the road to wrestlemania point at the sign everyone and it's kind of difficult to see where everyone's going to end up i know right finn's worked hard all year you want to see him in a position but i always think him going for the intercontinental but him versus lashley just seems like the most boringest thing i could ever watch yeah i wouldn't be interested in that particularly no yeah unless we get some kind of special fast lane apparently which is random what they're dropping oh, Fastlane yeah. after uh, uh, or before Elimination Chamber? Uh, it's after. So yeah, there's two pay per views in between now and oh, WrestleMania, wow. which is just yeah, that's baffling. ridiculous. Oh well, I guess they... match candy. Yeah, I just missed when you just had the build up, like No Way Out was the stop point, and like you you transfer some titles over to get you ready for Mania. Yeah, blow off a feud and build up to Mania, but two pay per views in between. No. Not kidding. Oh, well. Not for me. <laughs> me neither. I, I'm on the same boat. Okay, let's go into my number four. 
My number four, I guess sticking with the women's theme, is now the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Oh, yes. I really enjoyed this match. To me, it was the best women's match of the whole weekend. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I was um, so annoyed because I was flying back from from Edinburgh on Sunday. Okay. And I was going to get in about 12.30, 1 o'clock. So I was like, oh, I'm going to miss the first match or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I thought it would be the tag match. And then I was online and I saw that Asuka and Becky were kicking off the show. And I was livid. I was just like, fuck, I really want it. So I had to go back the next day and watch it. But what a great match. It was. They have great chemistry, too. I, I never realized how much... Is this the first... No, not, it's not the first one-on-one. I'm sure they had something in NXT. Or did they? No, I they, don't know. they I never think they each other in NXT. Right? Yeah. So Asuka debuted after Becky had already gone up, I think. Asuka kind of debuted when it was just Bailey there. So yeah. the other three right. weren't around. And no, I don't think they've ever really touched before. Well, other than the the three-way match they had but one-on-one now this is the first time yeah one-on-one i mean yeah yeah they have great chemistry except for that i guess swinging neck breaker suplex to the outside is that what they were trying to attempt oh it it was horrible and then it was funny because my wife was actually watching it for some reason thank she decided to watch that match and we're just watching it and she goes was that supposed to happen? <laughs> like, even she knows. I'm like, no. And then she's like, well, whose fault was it? Like, she's all concerned. And I'm like, oh, my God, of course. Someone who's not a non-wrestler is thinking of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just an ugly move, so. wasn't it? It was. But, hey, again, it it, it didn't put a, a black eye on the match. And they carried on. And it, it was fantastic. Again, another great pacing match. It wasn't too long, too short. I think it was perfect. And everyone's saying that Becky Lynch should have passed out. But... I think that would have made her look a bit weaker. And how would she come back if she passed out? Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. And she's um, and she's now challenging for the Raw women's title. So she's left Asuka as the SmackDown women's champion, looking right. fucking dominant as well. Thank you. Great. So, you know, you, you want your champions to look strong. And Becky made Asuka look strong. And now she's still on top of the world, you know, main event in WrestleMania. You yeah, this it. is what... You and me spoke about earlier, Jesse. It's a case of Becky is so ridiculously over that her tapping out was not going to damage her stock whatsoever. Nope. But it reminded you that Asuka can get you in any move and make you tap out like a bitch. So it made it's a very rare case where a submission can make both person look strong. Yeah. Do you remember um, Chris Benoit Kurt Angler Royal Rumble 2003? Yes. It's like that. Exactly. Oh, I would go with the Stone Cold and. And Bret Hart. See, I, I'm older, so I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, go well, with that. that, that was, but that was a pass out, not a tap out. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, that's right. Well, I was just thinking more what submit when someone loses in a submission where both come out even stronger. That's what I was going yes. towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of works. Yeah, so it's... Uh, yeah, I loved it. Also, what do you guys think of the whole... Because they, they did it a lot for the Rumble. The whole tracking giant 3D images. I feel like it worked really well for, for Asuka's masks. But it's, it's still weird to me. I don't know. I didn't mind it because, again, they were in a... And I I love this. The way it looked, it almost had a WrestleMania field, a feel to it. They were in a baseball field. and the, oh, the venue, yeah. And the entrance was coming out from the dugout, so they didn't have the back like they usually do. So I think it worked out nice. Now, in other instances where they had the back and the 3D, I don't like it. It's too much. But with this, I think yeah. it worked out pretty nicely. Yeah, I think you're exactly right there. Not having the the logos and stuff on the giant boards mm-hmm. i love the venue like the acoustics sucked in it because i've been watching like yes. videos of fans in the audience and the reaction to like becky coming out and becky eventually winning mm-hmm. unbelievable the noise in there and it's just such a shame that the acoustics of the venue didn't pick it up 
I yeah, know. it was their first time there as well, though. Like, you, you could always tell when WE are in a venue for the first time versus somewhere they've done a million times before. That's because true. their production team, are, uh, you know, generally speaking, they're some of the best travelling production teams that you'll ever see. And uh, they know what they're doing with places they've done before. Do you know what I mean? So I guarantee you, if they go back, all that will be sorted. But, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. But no, it, it, it was fantastic. I didn't mind it whatsoever. It was great. Great. But yeah, going back to those 3D things, um, I, I'm still not sure about them. I don't think they're oh. quite, they don't look quite good, quite high budget enough. They look a bit Microsoft PowerPoint to me, <laughs> gotcha. still, like a bit cheap. And I don't think we're quite there with, or they're not quite there with their technology to make them look good. With the exception of Asker's Mask, as you talked about, which I thought looked great. Right. And Ember Moon had the moon when she came out for the Rumble. And right. I think that looked wicked. Yeah, because they've done it before when it was like, uh, I think it was Seth Rollins or, or maybe Bala, but they had like the flames in the ceiling and stuff, and that just looked fucking cool. So there's instances where it looks really cool, right. but you're right, there's certain points that I imagine even two, three years from now, you'll watch back that pay-per-view and go, ooh, that's a bit dated. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like watching Jason and the Argonauts now. <laughs> <laughs> Such an obscure reference. <laughs> It is indeed. Uh, all right, so my, uh, number, my three. number three now, right? Yeah, go for Our it. Our number three, you no, selfish I like bitch. <laughs> I like this one. Oh, no, what's uh, that? The thing I really liked, uh, this goes for both Rumbles, okay. was you had up-and-comers versus legends. Right. So obviously in the men's you had Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle come out first for, for kind of a cool pop and a great little moment at the start. Loved it. But that was it. The, the rest of it were all young talent that were coming up through NXT or just kind of debuted. Yeah. And I preferred that so much more to seeing like some legends come out for a quick spot and then get thrown over the rope. It, it made their spots feel more important. Exactly. The, com- the commentators did an amazing job with the NXT dudes and dudettes of like, um, of making them seem like really fucking credible threats as well. They really put over everyone that came out sort of going, Oh God, if you haven't seen this person before, like, this is what they can do, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, you had guys like uh, Johnny Gargano and mm-hmm. Alistair Black, and you know, proper top end in the men's, and a great moment for for British wrestling having Pete Dunne come out in the Rumble. Of course, was insane. Like my Facebook feed for <laughs> everyone that knows Pete just blew up. I'm like, holy shit, he's in the Rumble. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it was, and um, and like how you guys were just saying, like you, it's. Not a stolen spot for just a quick five-second in and out. Where They're actually in there. They're showing their talents. Now, the whole WWE so-called universe gets to see them and gives them a perspective of how it is to perform on the big show. And plus, they have a better chance than these legends. You know the legends aren't going to win the Royal Rumble for sure, 100%. These guys, at least there's a 5 to 10% chance they might win. You never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was... That, like, like, I know... Ninja Bird. Oh, Casey Catanzaro. Holy shit, she got over in about five seconds. Oh, I, I see her getting called up after Mania. That's it. <laughs> she was brilliant, wasn't she? Yeah, so good. When she was doing that bit on the rope where she was doing a handstand on the top rope, and I just don't understand how that's humanly possible. Yeah, then the handstand outside when she sort of um, latched onto the ring post and then crawled up it like the sexiest koala I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, she's very bendy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that definitely awoke someone in me. Yeah, it's all pluses in um, in the Jazzmeister's book. 
Now, which which save was the best of the night? How about this? Not unless it's one, one on your lists, but the Kofi Kingston, the the Casey, the Naomi. For me, it was Casey. I, I feel like that core strength to go from a handstand to a sit up to get him back in the ring, unbelievable. It, yeah, I think I'd have to agree that the Casey one is the one that sticks out in my head more than any of the others, just for the athleticism. You know what? Yeah. I I, en- I enjoyed Naomi's only for the point that it was all for nothing, and I'm and I actually laughed out loud. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" She did all that, and then what's her name? Mandy, whatever her name is, is that her name? Mandy? Mandy yeah, Rose. Mandy Rose. Mandy yeah. Rose. Yes, she just comes around and pushes her off like nothing. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I I couldn't stop laughing. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was good actually. Yeah, it was and, so uh, sketchy on that wall. Yeah, I, I was uh, yeah I was crossing my fingers for um, Naomi when she was walking along that thing. But, um, yeah, Mandy Rose, I thought, um, did a really, really good job. She's um, she's growing into a very, very competent professional wrestler. Oh, no. Yes. She, yeah, she's, she's getting fantastic. better. She's a lot better than what I thought she would be. That's for sure. Well, it's because she looks like Eva Marie, right? So right. you almost expect her to be like Eva Marie before you sit her wrestle. But then you actually see her go, and she's pretty good. Yeah, well, that she's was the expectation, wasn't it? I remember watching Total Divas and Eva Marie was like, she's here to take my place. She's a younger, prettier version of me and this kind of stuff. And Eva Marie was correct in that assumption. Um, and I think because Mandy Rose came in and she was just a fitness model with no wrestling experience or didn't know or like wrestling. Right. But the fact that she's worked at it and gone, yeah, fuck, I'm going to make a career out of this and actually work hard at it, it's actually showing. Well, That's it's... what Trish did. Well, that's true. Exactly what Trish did. You got it. And it's funny you bring up Eva Marie because um, are you guys familiar with the TV show Big Brother, the reality show? Yeah, yeah I hear she's in the celebrity one. Yeah, so that's one of mine. That's one of my guilty pleasures. Me and my wife watch it all the time. So we're watching a celebrity one, and she knows Eva Marie because she watches divas. So she's like, "Oh my god, she's on this!" She got all excited. But anyways, we're watching it, and the chip on this fucking chick's shoulder is unbelievable. How she's going off. How she, there was even one part where she's like. Oh, this is easy for me because I got to perform in the same uh, in the same stadium in front of sixty thousand people as The Rock did, and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, you fucking bitch! Really? I'm like, you're going off as if you were in the ring with The Rock and doing this and that, and actually a good wrestler. But she's just going off, and everyone's calling her the wrestler. Oh, she's so good, she's athletic, she's a wrestler. And I'm like, oh my god, if they only knew. God, yeah, it's all about context, isn't it? It is. Um, have you said her boyfriend? Don? From back when she was on Total Divas. Yeah, I remember the guy. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who, you know Travis Barker, the drummer for Blink-182? Of course, yeah. Even Marie's boyfriend looks like him on steroids. That's funny. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Yeah, You're right. Exactly the same. Yeah, and it creeps me out because I love Travis Barker. And you know what's sad? I actually know the guy's name. His name is Jonathan, by the way. Ah, there you Sorry. go. Jonathan. <laughs> I watch too much TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not the brightest bulb. Like just watching those two together, it's it's just like watching paint dry. Yeah, man. yeah, really just is. so little charisma. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, back to yes. what our actual um, what our actual point was. Um, yeah, all the up and comers just absolutely smashing it, and it was really refreshing to see. No, and it was it. really nice to walk away because you know when you sort of if you watch Rumbles in the past, you're always hoping, you're like, oh, what legends are going to pop up? The right. fact that there wasn't many, yet we're not disappointed, is a really good sign. Yeah, no, you've course. got a massive, over-bloated roster. Give them the spots. you you got people like Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae. I ain't seen Candice LeRae in I don't know how long. Right. Um, 
Io Shirai, Zaya Lee, you know, all fantastic women's wrestlers, and to kind of give them that big stage was uh, was great. And even like she was obviously very nervous, and was very botchy, but but what's her? Lacey Evans? Oh yes, giving her the opening spot was a little dodgy, but I I, I get the impression they're very high on her. Um, oh god, yeah. Yeah, that was a little bit of an awkward start to rumble, but you put her in there with someone like Natty, and Natty can like look after her. So and even laugh at her too when she fucks up. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly that. So uh, yeah, I, I loved seeing um, who was it? Alistair Black eliminated Dean Ambrose with the with the black mass. Right, and Dean oh, Ambrose yeah. flew over that top rope. That was like a WWE wrestling game elimination. It was, wasn't it? I- I like heel Dean Ambrose very much. Just a real refreshing switch up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's definitely. suited for this role for sure. Mm. All right, so I, I guess we should break. go into my number three then. So my number three. Finally, we're touching on some NXT. No, we haven't talked about NXT yet, but my number three was the start to NXT Takeover, the NXT Tag Team Championship match: the War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era. Yes. Great match. Love this match. Was, yeah, it was great. I think it was the best match of the whole weekend, other than the actual Royal Rumbles themselves. Oh, that's interesting. I think um, our next one is um, our favorite match of the whole weekend, isn't it, Max? But, yeah, it is uh, indeed. But yeah, this tag match, I thought it was fantastic. I'm, I'm massive on the Undisputed Era, and the only thing of I course. don't like about this match is the fact that Undisputed Era dropped those tag titles. Because that implies that WWE might have plans to bring them up to the main roster, which obviously doesn't seem to go well for many NXT people. Um, but that aside, I, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I've always been a bit cold on um, the War Raiders. War Me Machine. too. Yep. Um, but they yeah they changed my mind um, last Saturday. I thought they were fantastic. Yeah, that's ever a... since War Games, they've changed my mind because I was exactly the same as you, like watching mm-hmm. them in Japan and stuff. I was just like, Ugh. I know. Never big guy tag team. I just don't care. But Hanson, fuck me, does he like get my attention? The guy moves like a cruiserweight. He's unbelievable. And exactly, I'm I'm on, I'm on the same boat. I didn't like him in Ring of Honor. I didn't like him in New Japan. I didn't even like him when they first came out. I rolled my eyes like, oh, why they signed these guys? But then my eye opened at War Games, and now this is I'm sold. These guys are good. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, they've got a bit of character. I feel like staying NXT as long as possible because they will just get lost on the main roster as just generic big guys but they they just work in nxt they connect with the kind of the smaller crowd and it, it was a great tag match i always get excited when a takeover opens with a tag match because i know i'm off to a good start because there's know. one thing nxt does well it's tag matches that is so true not to think about it every time they do start with one it's a banger it's usually one or two of, of the whole card yeah exactly even when um one of my favorite matches, I think it was last year, was when only Lorcan and Danny Burch challenged. Yes. For the oh, God. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was a great match. Yeah, and you just didn't expect it from those two, but they just knocked it out of the park. I love Danny. He's been working hard for fucking years, like before wrestling was cool in England. Really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and um, yeah, he deserves, um, he deserves the success. Yeah, completely. Always been a staple, but also custom entrances. Always a fan of a custom entrance. Yeah, custom I don't know. With the, um, what is that? I can't 
can't remember what happened. I remember thinking that's strange, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. It was very, I don't know, it, I don't know. It was. I found it cheap, and I, I didn't like it at all. Them, uh, who was, I guess, up-and-comer NXT guys, obviously, because that's who always does those shticks when they're yeah. at the pay-per-view, holding a shield and the War Raiders mask and just banging it. And that horn went on way too long. I'm sorry. That's, that's something that I, I was noticing, actually, how, how long... The, the horn, the, the war call or whatever it was. And then it seemed like they kind of frantically ran out. So I don't know right. if the timing was off or, or what was oh, happening. Maybe, yeah. But it did seem a bit frantic. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like it. No, yeah, I, I wasn't too sure either. Um, but it was actually the end of the studio. Oh, I'm just guys, I liked it. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> The, um, undis- I fucking love the Undisputed Era. Um, I wish, I just wish they had a better logo. I, I want I know, right? to like, I want to rep Undisputed Era. I want to buy their merch and stuff. But that uh, logo is so shit. I don't want to wear it. Yeah, I have to call out whoever their design marketing bitches that does ev- every single person. Seth Rollins, even I saw Daniel Bryan's got a new logo. They're the laziest person, WWE employees, because <laughs> they literally take their first initial, their last initial, and wrap it together somehow. Right. There's so many of the Finn Balor's another one that's got one, and they're just so lazy. It's I easy. Know. You just need a ruler and a compass. I could fucking do it. I, I learned how to use them when I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's the merch guy that's doing yeah. all of this stuff. Wow. Do you remember having um, stabbing people with compasses at school? Oh, yeah. I used to. Those um, are the days. I had one of those kind of like circular pencil cases, and I, I felt really bad about this afterwards. I put a pencil like the the pointy end through, mm-hmm. and yeah. as a kid, I really didn't like because he was like oh, he just no. moved to town and he was kind of taking my spot as the top dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> You're so going to take this bitch out. So I was like, punch oh, my shit. pencil case as hard as you can. I want to see how strong you are. And he punched it, and he got like a massive hole in his knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Name names. Uh, Alexander, I can't remember his name. Alexander, the kid who got the rock thrown at him and chipped his tooth. Oh shit! Um, sure. Oh, um, Alex. Can't remember. Oh, his name. I can't remember either. It was Alex something. It's probably better that we don't remember because he's yeah. just this. He's probably still got that hole in his fist, <laughs> that chipped tooth. He's probably a miserable, lonely man now. Yeah, um, a bit psychotic that I instigated both of those attacks on him. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Fantastic. Putting holes in people's fists. And faces, Steve. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> what are we on? Number uh, two? On number two. Now, Go this is it. our favorite match of okay. the weekend. And, um, yeah, quickly about NXT TakeOver in general. Sure. It was... All the matches were solid, but it wasn't, like, great. I know. I was getting a little bit tired towards the main event. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes to show you how good previous NXT takeovers have been that even though this was, you know, a solid show from top to bottom, right. you still went, eh, I know. Right. Exactly. I was the exact what's same way. What's your favourite, just quickly, uh, what's your favourite NXT takeover of all time? Oh, I'm biased because I went to the one in Toronto, so to me it's Toronto. Right, I'm biased. My, I, I didn't actually go to it, but my <laughs> favourite one is the London one, just for the fact oh. that it happened here. There you go, you see. I don't even remember what was on the Toronto uh, card thinking New Orleans. about it. I know Asuka yeah, was on from there. I can't remember yeah, who. You're a bit, you're a bit <laughs> of a fruit, aren't you? I am a bit. But our favourite uh, <laughs> favorite match was Gargano versus Ricochet for the North American title. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. I th- I don't know if they're saving for something for a rematch, but I thought they were going to bring it this time around. And knowing those two guys, 
it was a good match, but I don't know. It was just eh. Well then, let us tell you why you're wrong. Okay, Jesse, please do. To you. <laughs> uh, I am not. I can't remember if we've talked about this before. I'm not a huge fan of um, flippy shit. Okay. Um, not generally speaking. Um, have, having said that, I've done nothing. I did nothing on on the last podcast that we did other than gush about Ray Mysterio. Uh, but um, but Ricochet. I make an exception with Ricochet because it feels like when he does his flippy shit, mm-hmm. he does it with a with more of a purpose than other people seem to. Right. And I, I, I can't even put my finger on why, but there's something about the way he does it that makes me not mind it. And I thought Gargano was a perfect opponent for him to showcase that sort of stuff because Gargano is obviously very athletic. He's not flippy in the way Ricochet is, right. but he can sell... The, the sort of strong strikes he can sell all the flips and I just thought they had some lovely chemistry together I'm also loving the Johnny Gargano sort of heel character at the moment um, I think it was when it started to happen it was so unexpected and brave of NXT to do that with what was essentially their their Daniel Bryan you know right um, everyone was just rooting for Gargano all the time and they've turned him into this fantastic heel and it's working and I just think this match um, showcased the best elements of um, certainly their personalities if nothing else yeah I'd I'd 100% agree with that I feel I will go as bold as to say Gargano is one of the best in-ring workers going today he is so good and the storytelling that they're doing with him um, the conflict of doing the the DDT out on the exposed floor, mm-hmm. yeah, which oh, just gave me. Oh, I loved it, and, and the callback with Champa Black as well. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's just so many cool moments that that happen throughout it, and Ricochet is great at selling everything like death. <laughs> the, the man has springs in his neck. He's got springs all over. Basically, I don't know what he is. I know but he just is. makes everything look so effortlessly good, and. Yeah, I'm very excited to see more of this happening. And we have um, the NXT 6 fighting each other on Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, we and, do. Because they're bringing back um, Halftime Heat. Yep. Which, yeah, that'll be interesting. With WWE cool. throwing ridiculous shade at Maroon 5 for no reason at all. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Would, would you rather watch Maroon 5 or the NXT 6? Yeah, obviously the NXT 6. but like... Justified shade. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, I hope it works for them, you know, to to get eyes on the NXT product and to get eyes. You've picked the six best people that you currently have in WWE. Yes, of course. To to, to kind of get eyes on the product, and that is a huge um, nod to them because the last time they did this was the Rock of Mankind. The Rock, one of the biggest wrestling stars of all time. Mm-hmm. So for WWE to go, yeah, let's use our six NXT guys to kind of get those ratings and get people's eyes on the product. Huge kudos. Of course. No, I, I can't wait for it. I just don't know how which way it's going to go. If it's going to be one of those quick matches, because they are on time restraint, or if it's actually going to be a solid storytelling match. I reckon it'll be high spot to fuck. I think so too, right? But, you know, for a casual wrestling fan, that's what's going to draw them in. That's true. That is true. Well, uh, what about the ending of the Gargano match? I found it weird. It was just, I, I found it flat. I don't know why. I was like, that's it? It's over? He's champ? What was the ending now? Uh, Despite DDT uh, over the top rope. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like with the because they're more focusing on the the suplex to the to the concrete to show that Johnny has properly gone to that place. Right. 
And it's kind of a case of, yeah, if you get suplexed on concrete and then one of those DDTs to hit, that's pretty much game over. And the first time in wrestling history where a move has been hit, a commentator's gone, that's it, we've got a new champion. And it's right. <laughs> we've got yeah. a champion, it's amazing. It's <laughs> never happened before. So that was, a, that was an awesome little moment. And I don't, I don't know... Have you got any more NXT in your list, Steve? No, I do not. Maybe some okay. honorable mentions of cool shit I saw, but other than that, no. So i got to talk about the closing shot, because, you know, the copyright logo of NXT always screws you over, of to course. the point where Jesse has actually turned it off and missed shit happening. I didn't right. even know DIY had broken up until, like, a week later, because of, course. of that fucking logo. <laughs> they got you. But yeah. this one, with Champa standing, and I was like... If you don't bring out Gargano, I'm done. I'm done with wrestling. Bring right. him out. Bring him out. And then he walks out, and they both raise the titles together. Love and it. then Johnny gives that look over to the NXT uh, championship. That's like, that was the most perfect close I can think of in wrestling in a long time. I think so, yes. That's on my honorable mentions as well. Just that moment of them looking at each other, holding both belts up. Yeah, fuck it. Give them the NXT tag titles. Give them whatever they want now. The, the storyline between those two has been going on for two years now, and we're not even close to having it done. And That's I'm, crazy. I'm not bored of it. No, exactly. I don't care. And you know what? Leave them on NXT. As selfish as that sounds, leave them there until yeah. they finish this. <laughs> exactly. It reminds me of, it's very rare to have one going for so long. It's, the last time I could think of it happening in WE was Triple H Shawn Michaels. That went on for a good two, three years of, uh, of them kind of interacting with each other. That's the last True. time I can remember a proper long story. I know, right? It's great. The, the best thing Champa ever did is fuck his leg up because it forced WWE yes. to pace the story properly because they wouldn't have done if Champa hadn't been out for that amount of time. Hey, yeah. some yeah. of these injuries actually work wonders for these superstars. Think about it. Like the pop they get when they come back, if they come back at the right time. And speaking of guys who are coming back, my biggest disappointment of the fucking whole Royal Rumble is no Kevin Owens. Yeah, Very true. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I miss Kevin and Sammy um, greatly. Um, Kevin because he's fantastic and Sammy because it's like looking into a mirror so <laughs> yeah I'm looking forward to them coming back <coughs> well I hope they come back for for Mania at least I did read somewhere in the in the smarky no facts internet realm right. that apparently they want to leave Kevin Owens off TV until after Mania oh no yeah Raw, Raw after Mania seems like the sort of just based on WE history that's when they tend to bring people back isn't it I guess we'll see what happens, but yeah, that was my biggest disappointment of the whole weekend. Was no Kevin Owens. Yeah. All right, my number two. Okay, maybe this is a theme, but I'm going with another women's type thing that happened. But I'm going with the whole fucking shebang. I'm going with the whole women's Royal Rumble match as a whole. Fantastic. Yeah. Did you prefer it to last year's? Of course, ten times better. Because you know why? There was no older why? women coming in, so to speak. Like no Tori Wilson, no. Fucking, even though she wasn't too bad, Molly Holly, but you know what I mean? I don't need all those women. Like like how you mentioned earlier, the NXT women is what I wanted to see instead. Yeah, definitely. I was um, I was sort of nervous for this year's Royal Rumble because I thought I, I enjoyed last year's very much. I preferred this year's as well, but I enjoyed last year's. Um, and and I enjoyed it because it, kind of, it was the first one and it was cool to see all these women back that you sort of remembered fondly from your childhood. They certainly got me through some um, teenage nights going through puberty. Of course. And, um, it's, 
and it was great to see them. And then I thought, okay, they've done that now. They've had the sort of celebration of the first women's rumble. Now they've just, and now they've got to just carry on and just do, you know, good storylines and stuff. And I thought they nailed that this year. No, they did. The, again, it goes all to the whole storytelling. Even even though I saw a. a my, again, another, I guess, thing I didn't like about it was a lot of parallels in both Rumbles, even from the whole Zelina Vega hiding under the ring to then fucking Kurt Hawkins hiding under the ring, and then yes. the the special uh, eliminations that they had, like we mentioned earlier, with Kofi on one side, and then uh, Naomi and uh, Casey on the other. It was like a lot of parallels I noticed. And then even with yeah, I do. the I ending, agree. too. And with both winners being injured, that Yes, and that, too, where Nia comes in, knocks over Truth, and then uh, Lana can't make it, so Becky comes in, even though that was the only one that should have happened, because that was fantastic. Because I think that was really the, here, guys, we're sorry for that year with Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio. Here, here, here's finally <laughs> our makeup to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's because um, this is our number one, so we'll, we'll link these all in together. Sure. But uh, having Becky come and win it was great. It, both were very predictable, but it was a good predictable. It, it's it, right. We were fine with it. Yes. It's okay to be predictable sometimes. If, if the logical conclusion of a story is the good guy winning, exactly. there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. I think so too, because the same thing in movies. You know the good guy's going to win, but you want to know how they get there, but you still want them to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the thing I liked, uh, especially about the women's, because the men's I found a bit, I don't know, with, with it was very much like when Roman was uh, Roman against all, and he right. was just, he hung out in the back for half the match, and right. Seth did a bit of that as well when he got put through the table, mm-hmm. which always kind of annoys me. I put know. someone through a table... Drag him back in, chuck him over the top rope. It's Thank not, you. It's not rocket science, guys. But with Becky, with the whole injury thing, that there's that moment of Charlotte could win this, and I know WE would make that happen. Yep. <laughs> you know they they because and especially with it being middle of the card, so you didn't have to worry about sending the fans home unhappy because you still had the men's to to kind of rectify that. Right. But uh, yeah, the the nerves of Charlotte winning was was strong. You know what? I, I'm thrilled Becky won, obviously, but I'm still I'm sort of pissed off because I was so ready to be smug on this, but because um, on the on our Survivor Series podcast that we did with you here, oh, Steve, that's right. um, the predictions. I predicted <laughs> that Becky and Charlotte were going to do a um, double elimination and right. co-win the Royal Rumble, leading mm. to a triple threat at WrestleMania. That was my prediction. Right, right. And there was a moment at the very end of that Rumble where it looked <laughs> like that was going to happen, and I was so ready to come and um, uh, take inspiration from Finn Balor and rub my dick in your faces. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> thank God. Uh, well, thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> what about the... Uh... I'm happy with Becky winning as well. What about Hornswoggle? You guys like seeing him back? I did. <laughs> right, and, uh, did you think? Did you expect when Kurt Hawkins got under the ring in the men's rumble? Did you think they were going to repeat the same spot? Because I did. You know what? I actually did. I thought he was going to come out with Hornswoggle like attached to his leg or something with that, like because he had that humping gimmick at one point, right? So I thought they were going to bust that out after. But thank, <laughs> yeah, thank God they didn't. Yeah, like yeah. I, so I text uh, I text Max when I was watching it when Hornswoggle came out with Selena Vega, and I was like. Because I don't really watch Raw or SmackDown week to week. I just sort of catch up on mine. Right. And I, I text Max saying, um, have I missed something? This <laughs> Hornswoggle and Selena thing. And Max was like, no, no, you haven't missed anything. Um, Selena um, is small, so Hornswoggle wants to wife her, which I thought was perfectly good logic. It is good logic. They're almost the same size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so well done, Max. Um, Kayfabe is strong with you. 
<laughs> I know my reasoning for midgets under the ring. Don't you worry. Uh, you also saw some uh, some great pairings. Speaking of small women, mm-hmm. uh, which again awoken some of me in this weekend, uh, seeing Charlotte versus Kyrie Sane. That's a match I want to see badly. Yeah. D- did you like the chop fest? They're just beating their tits off. <laughs> <laughs> great. It's no, fucking it? hard, I imagine. Not that I've made a habit of trying on like strangers in the streets. More polite to ask first, but um, making that noise um, on a boob chest, I would imagine, is quite difficult. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, especially when they kind of hike them up so high, because all you're doing is doing a cup sound on the flat bit of the chest. But if they're hiked up so high under the chin, where's that space? Can we talk, at the risk of sounding a bit misogynistic for there we go. Um, a second, Charlotte's boobs are on a different level. They do keep getting bigger each time she comes out. Right? What's going on? Well, here, see, because I'm, I'm, I'm the perfect journalist for this. Apparently, I don't know if you guys were aware, I don't know, it was last year or a few months ago, one of her implants busted in, the, in during a match. Oh, Jesus. So she had to get them fixed. So maybe she went up a few cups while she got them fixed. She's already there, so why not? Yeah, man. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, I mean, they look great, but noticeably different <laughs> to the last time I saw her. You know. But do yes. they actually look great? If you think about it, isn't too uh, much too much sometimes? Uh, no. <laughs> There's no such thing. There's no such. I, no, yeah, I just uh, I like um, just yeah. There's no. Um, I, I'm not a fan of subtlety. Let's put it that way. So does that mean you're not a but by uh, Bianca Belair fan? Uh, I, I I appreciate her wrestling skills, but if we're talking about animal magnetism, she's not for me. It'll be like um, having sex with a ten year old boy, which um, take it from me is not worth doing. <laughs> All right, point, yeah, that's actual genuine advice that his father has given him before. Of uh... don't, don't have sex with a flat chested woman. <laughs> because it's like shagging a bloke. That's so, yeah, that's uh, something that's always stuck with you, Max. When my it dad has. said that to me, yeah. Well, my rule of thumb always before I got married was as long as theirs is bigger than mine, I'm good. Yes, well, good rule. Well, the only reason it stuck with me, Jesse, is because one night I was doing the deed with with a lady I just met, and she was a bit flat chested. And the first thing that popped into my head was your dad. Oh my Go god, yeah. that's a way to lose wood. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, he was right. just bumping into each other (laughs) ah wonderful all right yeah so So, yeah empowering women it was great wasn't it (laughs) hey so far i have what is it three or four of my top are 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 women related matches so 100 percent. like honestly for any women that are listening like we well, I can't speak for Jesse, but for me personally, women's wrestling from an actual athletic and you know sports entertainment aspect is my favorite thing about wrestling at the moment. Um, the, the women's matches far outweigh the, the men's for me. Uh, they're just fantastic. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it's I like that we seem to have, we've got over that. Um, so when like they started this women's revolution and all that um, a couple of years ago, it felt like every time women did something good they all had to celebrate together and it's like look look what we've done we're so great and it's nice that we're over that now and they're just getting on with it like they should they're just getting on with being brilliant and they don't have to acknowledge it every time because we can all see how great they are no exactly and plus you know the other thing i like it's fresh 
Like its yeah, face I think is that's the thing. Yeah, that's why it's so enjoyable because it is something that we we haven't really been seen before, and they're getting to do new things that that men can't really do. Exactly, like chop women's breasts. <laughs> like chop their um, breasts full circle, and yeah, and climb up ring posts like sexy koalas. All right, so what was your number one then to tie it all together? Well, our number one was Becky entering and winning the Women's Rumble. Um, There's no one more over on the planet than Becky Lynch is right now. And that was just such a cool moment. When she comes out and she's begging with Finley to put her in the match. Yes. And half the crowd can see what's going on. And he's like, fuck it, go. (laughs) They all then they play her music and the whole place just becomes unglued. It was like Austin level madness going on. I know, right? And it was just so cool and such a great moment uh, when she eventually won it. And also speaking of Raw that happened last night, the promo war between those two has already started great. Ronda Rousey somehow managed to do a half an hour flip. She did a promo that was just dog shit awful. Like, but I'm so happy to be here. I love wrestling. And this course. is great. Yeah. Hate that shit. And then Becky comes out, and Ronda spits the most fire promo I've ever heard. Oh, really? I'll have to check that out. Unbelievable how good the, the promo against Becky was. And, and the booze that Ronda was getting, it was just like constant non-stop. Nice. And I was just like, yep, yeah, I'm fully ready for this match at Mania. Yeah, I can't wait. The only shitty part is we have to wait a little bit. Mm, and I hope they put it on for Maine. Like, that would just be absolutely perfect to have that main event that's how you keep everyone invested until the very end of the show because i would be i'd be like i'm staying awake so i can see becky ronda i hope it is it has to be like if you think about i don't i don't want to see rollins and brock go on last it depends who i guess daniel's gonna face on that side if he still keeps the belt because the whole thing is he's gonna drop it before mania so i don't know what's going on on the smackdown side of things so who knows yeah i i can't even think who would really be up for challenging daniel bryan i'd love to see kind of a an underdog thing of either give it to you know put it middle of the card which is a shame because it is the main title mm. but give guys like andrade or mustafa ali a shot yeah of course those guys could go I, especially andrade he's, he's starting to build some good uh, following now too yeah exactly so yeah but Becky or find, winning, find a way to get finn to smackdown maybe or that yes that would be that would be good as well. I mean, that, so. that's proper that's proper fantasy booking, but it would be a great mania match, wouldn't it? And if yeah. and if they build Joe right, I think Joe would have been perfect too. Yeah, Joe's still a possibility, but I don't know. It's it's hot and cold with him. You, you know what he feels like? Like the now and day Dolph Ziggler. Like that's what he feels like to me. He feels like a Ziggler. Like they put this whole push, and then they pair him with someone else, and they're like, okay. Whatever, I guess he's just waiting until the next one. And then they do a push again, and then it's like, no, no, you could come back again. And it's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Uh, I've, I've always, speaking of Dolph quickly, I've always been an avid Dolph supporter, okay. but I'm so sick of his stick now. Yeah, I am it's, too. Oh, I'm going to play the Smarks, and he was like changing his Twitter profile, and he was saying shit about AEW. Yes. Like, I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm not going to be pairing up the Royal Rumble. Like, I need a well earned break. And then this fucking music hit, and I literally groaned for the first time. I was like, oh, just go away, Dolph. Right, he's not a big enough star to be doing stuff like that. Thank you. No, no, it's just not. And then he eliminates my pick, Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Livid. Livid. I know. So I feel like they're going to have a blow-off at Mania, which I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they'll have a match at Mania for sure. Yeah, I want McIntyre-Cena. That's what I want for Mania. 
Oh, actually, that might actually happen, right? Yeah. Right, so. Not bad. We still have a couple of months to go. Yeah, anything could happen. All right, I guess we'll go into my number one. And it is, of course, the men's Royal Rumble match. As you can see, I'm a huge Royal Rumble fan. I love it. But this year, it's just a storytelling. Like, everything was done for a purpose. No one was sent in there to do nothing. Like, even the beginning, I loved how Elias was first and he could do a shtick before anyone else came in. That's perfect for Elias because you know he's not going to win the whole thing. But at least if you put him in first, he gets himself over. Then who would have thought Jeff Jarrett was going to fucking come out? That was huge. And then just the whole thing with Kurt Angle, like you said, coming in after two. And I, don't, I think it was fantastic from start to finish. Uh, Jeff Angle. Coming out. Sorry, Jeff Jarrett looked like Bono. It's still ingrained in my head. He shouldn't have worn his old gear. No, I didn't like that either. No. <laughs> oh, I wanted to... Sorry, go on. He said, yeah, Jeff Jarrett should have been um, sort of don't piss me off Jeff Jarrett, shouldn't he? As opposed to, um, yeah, Bono in a gay bar um, <laughs> gimmick. But, um, E-double-F. I hate that shit. <laughs> um, but Kurt Angle, good Jesus. Um, the dude looks like he's aged about 10 years in the last year, right? Yeah, I know. He's not aging very well. No, he seems to be melting a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a shame. Seeing him come back and just not being able to, like, wrestle is heartbreaking. It is really sad. Well, yeah, when you think of, like, what he was like in his prime, and it's, like, just killing the... Um, legacy man it makes me sad now it doesn't that make you appreciate sean michaels even more considering he's if you think about it well i guess triple h to a certain extent too because he's up there almost in his 50s as well but these older guys you see they can't go like even hogan obviously with his hip like all of these big stars can't go austin's another one who he can't can't step foot in the ring but on any given day michaels i think could still step in the ring and be on the same level as anyone else Completely agree. And that, that that tag match that him and um, Triple H had against Kane and Undertaker uh, was terrible, but it wasn't Sean's <laughs> fault at all. Um, nope. Sean hadn't missed a step. He was absolutely brilliant. I he think so too. Great. Yeah. He's always looked in great shape since he's retired. He's just like, yeah, he's he's a different level. He's um, he's definitely made a deal with God. Oh, that's true. Well, he started off with the devil, then he traded up, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, I reckon I reckon it's all a facade, and I reckon he's actually made a deal with the devil, and this is all just like this is all to throw us off the scent. Hey, That's why know. God abandoned him in that tag match. Is that yeah against Vince and Shane? God, um, yeah, God walked away, didn't he? Yeah, hasn't been since 2006. That's not a totally reference. Oh my god! Uh, you know what I, I'm livid about about the mentor rumble? So me and Jesse yes. entered this draw. Okay. Where you get given a random number, right. and then whatever number you get, that's the person that you end up just supporting. Bit of fun. Oh, sure. So I okay. got number cool. nine. Right. Oh. And it was fucking Kurt Hawkins that comes out for the men's. Are you and who kidding? Who comes up next? Right afterwards, the Royal Rumble winner, Seth Rollins. Wow. I was not happy. Yeah. I got number 18, which was Pete Dunne in the men's Rumble, so I was very happy with that. Um, but in um, in the women's rumble, that was Alicia Fox, which was um, <laughs> nice for me. Doing a mental dance and whatever the hell that hat said. Oh, God. Yeah, what was Alicia that shit? Right, right, straight up. Me and Max, we were talking about this, have defended Alicia Fox for years. Everyone right. hates on her. Oh, I love we her. we said, no, actually, she's better than people think she is. I, we like Alicia Fox. Yeah, I'm she, the same way. Her bit in the women's rumble just sapped all the life from that match. I know. They got it back afterwards, but her little spot just 
it everything just fell flat for a couple of minutes when Foxy was doing her thing, no? Well, it yeah. made no sense because who was it that she was uh, facing off against that was stomping on her hat? Maria Canellis. That's it. She shouldn't have been in the Rumble. But anyways. No. Um, she stomped on, and even, I don't know if it was Michael Cole or if it was, um, what's his name, Graves that said it. He's like, why is she getting all upset? The hat's still fine. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you gotta be kidding right. me. Right. It, it's nothing at all. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But besides that. Um, but the men's rumble, uh, <coughs> I've defended Mustafa Ali to the heavens and I always bang on about how good he is. And I'm so happy he got like, he's getting his like main event showing. And you know what else I like? It's, he's putting on some weight, so he might actually get a push. Yeah. Yeah. He exactly. doesn't really look really, like a cruiserweight he's anymore. He's got that baby face gimmick down. Yes, he does. For sure. He looks like a creator wrestler from a vi- from the video games. You're right. Actually, when Isn't I create it? a wrestler, it actually looks like him. Yeah, with all the yeah. lights. Uh, <laughs> Jesse was livid that Shelton Benjamin doesn't have his old music anymore. Ain't no stopping me, no! I'm desperate for that to come back. Well, apparently, he hates his new music if you follow him on Twitter, and he was tweeting about it. And if you go to a house show, he does play that old music. It's only when it's televised... I guess they have control of it. He can't just, I guess, tell the guy in the back to play his own music, right? I just love the idea of him with an iPhone, like a little iPod, just before he goes out and <laughs> sure he plays it and then walks out. I know, right? I had, I had a WWE The Music volume whatever CD sure. I got for Christmas when I was like 14 or okay. something. And it, and it had that song on it, so I was rocking that in my discman for a while. It also had um, Trevor Guerrero's song on it, and um, which they're like, "Ooh, Chavo!" That one. Oh God! And um, and it had Hyden, 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 It was not a good time for WWE music, but I was I listened to that shit a lot when I was walking to and from school. Well, speaking of music too, I remember I, I was probably either the first one or the second one. It was it was the DX music, the one the, the Break It Down, obviously the original one. And they had it on the, on the CD. And this is when during the times when people still had pagers and actual voicemail that people checked on a regular. So, and it was cool to put music as your intro. You wouldn't even talk. You just put music and people know what's up and just leave a message. Well, mine was, nice. mine was the DX theme. <laughs> awesome. Nice. I like that. I had, um, for the longest time, Shane McMahon's entrance music as my ringtone. And wow. there's a long-haired, greasy-faced 16-year-old having your ringtone go, here comes the money! <laughs> and you're like, yes, money speaking. <laughs> it just uh, it was not a good look. I had, and it was obviously a different time, um, Chris Benoit's music for quite a long time as my ringtone. Oh, God. Just can't help ourselves. I know. I asked Alexa to play that song for me the other day. She said she doesn't know it. What? Are you serious? Uh, wow. Alexa is in the um, pod, not Alexa Bliss. Just tweeting at her. Dear Alexa yeah. Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> you wish. Please, please. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think we're uh, both big fans of the Rumbles. Yes. Um, it was I, very good. I preferred the men's Rumble last year, I've got to say. I did love last year's Rumble. Uh, I'm not a fan of last year's. This year's, I think, was better. Like I said, it was a storytelling. That's what drew me in. Yeah, I agree with Steve, Max, so shut up. I'm excited um, to watch again because I was, you know, very tired. By see, but mind you, on, you so. see, I watched it the next day fresh when I already watched everything else before. So maybe that's why I enjoyed it a little bit more. So I just went right into the men's rumble and that's all I watched that day. So maybe that's had a, a little bit to do with it as well. I'll do a rewatch. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, but the whole show, I thought, was great. It was the first... Uh, it's been a while since I've enjoyed, especially thinking it was five hours long. It's been a while since I've enjoyed an entire WWE pay-per-view. But I did with this Rumble. Um, I thought Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles was a bit of a low point. Yeah. Which, um, who, the, how, who the fuck saw that coming, right? Imagine a couple of years ago if someone told us that AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan were going to have a match for the WWE title and it would be the low point of the show. I know. I don't know what the, yeah. I don't know why, I don't know, I don't know what it was. I think it was too slow paced. I don't know what they tried to go I for. I think that was it. It was, the, right? it was the wrong style following such an exciting uh, high yeah. of Becky winning. And it was like the classic Ring of Honor, Honor style. Uh, yeah, it's just way too slow. And then Eric Rowan just added yeah. to the confusion of what was going on. Yeah, and they still didn't really explain is that. way too fat to be a vegan ally. Oh my god! Well, he's making a transition. I guess he's uh, CM Punk's like to, what's his name, Lou Gallows, right? The straight right, okay. society deal. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Well, Eric Rowan better be skinnier than me <laughs> in um, a month's time. That is true. But why did they like Eric Rowan has been given so many chances and opportunities? It's just like the guy's not going to get over, but they just will not give up on him. Big Red. Is like their money, and I'm, I'm looking over at Luke Harper. Thank going, you. Going, why are you not using Luke Harper? Ten times right, if, if Luke Harper was in Rowan's position with Daniel Bryan, that would be awesome, and would make more sense. Yeah, mm, you're right. It would be. But, but yeah, that, that was kind of the the low point uh, of the show for sure. No, most definitely, and I think this was. <clears throat> I don't know. People might uh, send me hate mail, but it was one of the better WWE pay-per-views than an NXT pay-per-view in a long time as well. I think ever, yeah. probably. Yeah, completely agree. So we'll see what the road to WrestleMania brings us and what we'll be talking about the next time we chat. Because who knows? Well, yeah, we're going to be back in what uh, what we got? Three months until Mania? Is so Three, two months, whatever it is. Yeah, seven, 70 days, they said, didn't they? They showed the graphic in the middle of the Royal Rumble saying 70 days to WrestleMania. So I guess we're on what? Like 68 now? 68 days. So uh, I'm excited. Um, I, I can't really see what matches are going to happen except for the obvious announced ones. So I'm going to see what's going to happen between now and Mania, really. Yeah, anything can. And even the, I guess the people who are going to go into the Hall of Fame, they haven't announced one yet. And usually come Royal Rumble time, they're already starting to announce it, right? Yeah, right. Um, British Bulldogs, I reckon, will be a shout this year. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Why not? They're both I, dead now. I so they were waiting for Dynamite to die. To I think that. so, too. They don't want him talking on a live mic. No. <laughs> you don't want to wheel out the, the one-legged mama's brain-dead guy and be like, here's a wrestling star. Oh, God. So, yeah, we'll see what it brings. It should be fun and exciting. I, I love this type of season in WWE. They always bring it. And now with this whole new era of their, them listening to the fans, and it looks like they're actually proving it right. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. Happy days. It'll be good. And um, as always, the highlight of WrestleMania for me now is doing that podcast a couple of days afterwards. Thank you. I appreciate that, my friend. You ask us, huh? <laughs> hey, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, you have to now. We're uh, both on Spotify, so he, he's he's already turned. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we can. Yeah, I only stick with um, Spotify people. Perfect. All right, guys, plug your shit. Let people know where they can find you. What episodes new? What's upcoming? Floor's all yours. Hell yeah! So we just did an episode with the man for the Midlands, Colin Russell Ames, who's a commentator announcer, and it worked out nicely that the fans voted that we did a top five commentators. So that episode's just come out, and we both... It's re- a really good one. 
Yeah, we did a good one, guys. For ages. We were really funny. So check that one out. Uh, next episode, we have the OJMO coming on. He's an up-and-coming talent. And we're looking at top five women's matches, uh, which, if you've listened to this podcast, should be an interesting view of women's matches. I wonder. Yeah, what, there might be some that sna- snuck in just from this weekend. Without exactly. spoiling it too much, what's the criteria? Is it just looking-wise, or is it in-ring uh, talent? <laughs> <laughs> purely looks. It's uh, That's what I figured. Perfect. match. Oh, basically, yeah. it's um, basically it's um, based on cup size. I see. Gotcha. So that means Nia Jax wins. <laughs> He's got us. He's got us there. But uh, no, we'll be we'll be reviewing some of the best matches that women have produced. And as we said in the last episode, it's going to be interesting because right, a lot of, of them are going to be from the past four years, basically, which is going to be quite surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if you go find us at uh, the easiest way is go to gottill5.com. You'll find all our links for iTunes, Spotify, which Steve is now on, and you could subscribe and follow us all there. So thank you for enjoying us talk, and we hope that you will leave Steve and come subscribe to us. Maybe. How does that work again? I'm new to this shit. Do I just hit subscribe? Is, is there a, a rating system on there too and shit? I don't think so. I think you just follow. So just like you would with an artist or whatever. Oh, right. Got you. Okay. You just sort of, you just follow the podcast and then um, you can listen to it from there. So it's nice and easy. Fine. And and, while we're here, since we're here in person, um, we want to thank all of your lot, Steve, for actually voting for us the other week as well to win our second DP award. Um, I know we did our pre-records, but now that we're actually here, um, thanks everyone. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, and that Canadian woman said that me and Jesse sound the same. It's not true. It's not true. He sounds much more effeminate. Oh, he wow. sounds much more common. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, and actually, um, I had uh, Benjamin Banks on with his tag partner, Victor Griff, recently, a few episodes back. And You've been snaking all of our guests, Steve. <clears throat> no comment. But <laughs> Yeah, you need to give us Pillman. Make it right. We'll talk off here about that, don't worry. And I'm actually yeah, being right. honest this time around. We never hear from again. <laughs> Until uh, WrestleMania weekend. But um, so I had them both on the tag team, the Golden Pinky Society, and he won an award on your show, and I won an award on our uh, on your show. So I told him that we're unifying them titles, and we're going to have some sort of competition to see who's the greatest Gato Five award winner of all time. How about that? I like, I like it. it. It's going like to be wrestling lot. related. Um, so if you guys want to pinch in, uh, pitch in your thoughts on how we should actually have this go down, I don't know if it's some trivia type style or some common knowledge about wrestling or something, but he's up for anything. So next time I have him on, we, we're going to for sure do this thing. All right, I'm you going. Should, you should strip to the waist and jump in the snow that's outside your house right now. Wouldn't be the first time, and my friend. Just, just fight to the death. Well, fighting yeah, to the death, maybe. Octagon. Let's just get this done. No, he would fucking kill me. What the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> Just make sure that um, you leave Pillman Jr.'s phone number in your will for us. Yeah. Here we go again. There we go. <laughs> well, you've got something over on us now before the Spotify thing, but now you've actually got something over on us with having Pillman. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have words, Steve. But, oh, don't uh, worry. Yeah, I, got someone, I, I got someone else coming. Be- I got someone else coming aboard that I'm going to tell you off air too because I don't like to reveal my upcoming guests. These guys are, are not going to like the next one I have on. That's wrestling related. Trust me. Oh, 
Okay, I'm excited for that. All right, let's get this done. I want to hear. All right, so people can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Finger Styles, the podcast on Twitter. It's the podcast app. Email us, suggestions, thoughts, questions, anything you want, rants, whatever. You could PayPal me even too if you think I'm doing such a great job and want to tip me some money. Go to the podcast, or not go to, but email the podcast app at gmail.com. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use the promo code thepodcast25. You get 25% off. Their shit works. Trust me, I've used it. It actually does work. Go to poppyapparel.com. Buy something nice. If you're a woman, you get 10% off with the podcast. I bought something nice. It fits. It works. Don't worry about it. Men, it it fits to any size. So don't worry. Go to poppyapparel.com. And also, go to wehavemerch.com. Like I mentioned, they're closing shop on February 28th. Place your order there if you want to support the podcast until I find somewhere else to sell my merch. And obviously, go to podbros.com. Listen to the show there. Click on the Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds, free of charge. Helps them out, helps me out. And you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and now Spotify. All right. That's it. Thank you again, guys. Until WrestleMania weekend. Adios, as they say. Cheers, man. Thanks for having us. Not a problem. He's Max. He's Jesse. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.